0: Good morning, It's Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast dedicated to helping people have healthy sexual relationships. Uh, always have been. Always will be. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great panel today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter, PT2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
1: Uh, I'm excited to be here. I have a lot of questions to get off, off my chest about. Hmm. Turns out everything I'm doing,
0: kind of weird. <laughs> Well, you'll find yeah. fellow weird people yeah. on this yeah. show for sure. Man, I cho- I was about to say something and then I just coughed into it and ruined it. But maybe that's your thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it, it worked for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's somebody's thing. That's the important thing. Also in Portland today, she's at Uncle Kate. Yes. On Twitter, C A I T. We got a lot of great classic spellings today. Uncle Kate on Twitter. Uh, it's Caitlin Weirhausen.
2: Hello. This is this is pretty exciting. Uh, I just came off from doing the hump film festival I was like emceeing for that so oh I am fresh and hot and ready for some you're sexual, you're savaged up sexual very treatment. on
0: yeah. brand it's all I connected know. yeah
2: <laughs> right like, uh
0: also joining a very special guest uh He's uh, performing in the uh, Portland area, Salem, Portland, and Bend this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Portland at Bunk Bar, doors at 9 p.m. Uh, he's at Mike Kaplan on Twitter, spelled nothing like it sounds. It's Mr. Mike Kaplan.
3: Uh, thank you so much for having me. That's really exciting <laughs> about the Hump Fest, and I'm I'm excited to be here talking about all the things that we are, have been, and will. <laughs> well, this
0: is episode number 415 we have now done as many episodes as the amount of water in pounds that it takes uh, to raise a dairy cow per day.
3: <laughs> yeah. <Yow. laughs> Four
0: and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading this great ar- I found this great article on feedstuffs.com, which is a surprisingly well-designed uh, site about cattle feed. And uh, it turns out if you don't give them enough water, the milk suffers uh, because milk is 87% water. So you're really paying a lot of, water to ta- a lot of money to take fresh water. Run it through a cow and then get it back slightly milkier.
2: Yeah. Wonderful. That's what's happening.
0: I'd say just drink water. Uh, I
2: think that's news only to you, Alex.
0: I didn't know it was 87%. (laughs) I thought it was more milk, less water. And
1: when you think about how much water, when water passes through humans and what you end up with, it's a much better deal, I think. You know? (laughs) (laughs) The return on investment. (laughs) Like you should yeah. have some appreciation for that Alex. They could just, you know,
0: <laughs> pump out urine like you do. Well, you know? It's not as <laughs> it's not as good on cereal. Can I uh, can yeah. I say a quick
3: thing uh that our bodies are also mostly I think I mean maybe not 87% water but we're close.
0: Yeah, we're very close. We're way
3: up there.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, think, I do think sure about feel like, like cow... everything
1: Oh, say so think what a Andy. cow would uh turn out if they passed one of us through him.
3: Oh. Yeah. I am uh, no. a vegan, so I am all yeah. for animals eating humans.
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Oh, the classical Is that, that's
0: interpretation. That's like a level seven vegan. <laughs> uh, I, if you are curious, though, if you're interested, uh, feedstuffs.com advises uh, thinking of the water at a herd level, not for the individual cow. And so make sure there's at least one water per 20 head of cattle. It's centrally located and has a refill rate of about 2.5 gallons per minute. Anyway, speaking of advice that's fun to think about, even though it doesn't really apply to me, uh, we're this week we're talking about Savage Lovecast. <laughs> Was that worth it for the long dive into cow water? Love it. <laughs> cat, <laughs> cat, cast it. Uh, so uh, the Savage Lovecast, as you obviously can tell, is a podcast. Which I believe, besides the episodes we did where we reviewed our own earlier episodes, this is the only other time we've reviewed a podcast. Woo! And we're the reason we're doing that is because it is Cross so happy cross november everybody. I hope you're celebrating well. Uh all month we're highlighting uh, we're we're doing uh, crossovers with shows that we enjoy and hi- bringing those people on to have them talk about their shows and things they like. So I asked Mike something he liked and Mike you said Savage Lovecast. So tell me why this was the the first thing that came to your mind as a thing you're enjoying.
3: Well, uh, it is partially, as you said, because you mentioned it was crossover month, and so I was thinking about yeah. podcasts. It is something, it's the probably the only, it might be the only podcast that I've listened to every episode of, and listened to every episode of, you know, as it comes out. Uh, I've just been a fan of Dan wow. Savage for uh, years and years since I discovered his column, uh, which has been going for, I think, decades now, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, one of my, when people ask me what my favorite podcasts are, it is definitely uh, way up there, of course, along with yours.
0: Well, you also <laughs> asked if we could review your own podcast on yeah. this podcast, which seemed too crossover mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. was a compromise, because it's also Compromovember. Oh, <laughs> I Oops. didn't know that. Stretching,
3: just... Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> that was a compromise between something great and, uh, you know, something else great. It was a great thing.
0: Compromises always work. Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to force us at home, if you want to force us to uh, read or watch or listen to something that you care about, you can become a Meat Buddy by going to readishweb.com slash Meat Buddies. All of the people who donated to the show get to vote in our special Meat Buddy-only elections and decide on upcoming topics when it's not selected by our guests. Uh, now... I'm gonna gonna, for those of you who haven't listened to Savage Lovecast. I'm gonna give you a little bit of background information on it. So it started in 2006. It's the podcast version of the syndicated sex, which is very early, by the way. 2006 is very early for podcasts. This is a like groundbreaking thing, and and incredible that they still exist. Uh, But uh, start. It was based. It's the podcast version of the syndicated sex advice column, Savage Love, by Dan Savage, run out of the offices of the Seattle Alt Weekly, The Stranger. Uh, it's not called The Jupiter, it's called The Stranger. Um, and uh, uh, Dan Savage usually talks, uh, starts the show by talking about some news items, then he plays a series of voicemail questions about relationships and sex, sometimes bringing in other experts to answer specific questions that are above his pay grade. Uh, both the column and the show are, sort of, are famous for talking about LGBT issues in a way that uh, conventional advice columns were not at the time, advocating uh, ethical non-monogamy and uh, making it very unpleasant to Google Santorum. <laughs> he's also that's one of his main things. He's also been very yeah. controversial uh, for a variety of issues around his choice, uh, especially with the way he's dealt with trans issues and um, uh, asexual uh, identifications and things in, in those general ballparks, as well as some other things. Um, and it is uh, also I would say, since I had I listened to this a lot early on and was re-listening to episodes now to get because I had fallen off and had gotten back into it, I would say from now on it should also be known for having an incredible amount of advertising. I mean, just an impressive amount of ads for a podcast.
3: Well, can I can I jump in with two quick things? Number yes, w- always. Number one, uh, another thing that Dan Savage, I don't think you mentioned this. It's not necessarily part of the podcast, but I'm sure he talked about it when it was happening. But uh, Dan Savage and his husband were... Uh, sort of instrumental in I think they created the It Gets Better project uh many years Indeed. ago when uh there was you know sort of a, a large amount in a short period of time of uh suicides in I think predominantly gay teenagers and uh so that was a thing that was a close to home uh issue for for Dan and his husband and they were like we wish we could tell these kids that it gets better after high school. It, or it certainly can, you know, be, and it does for many. Like high school is not the be all end all for many people. Oh, man. uh, if your high school experience is bad, then you, the rest of your life might not be. Uh, and, and so they, that was sort of a very, a, a super valuable uh, project that they embarked upon. And I think they, it made a book as well as like the website and like millions of view- views on videos and things like Obama, yeah. who did something yeah. for it. And I think Hillary Clinton and like tons of people who, beyond even the queer community. Uh, but the other thing that I wanted to jump in on, just in defense of uh, my beloved S- Savage Beloved cast, uh, <laughs> I-, I have been listening to it uh, for as long as it's existed and I don't listen to any ads. Because I'm a uh, you, can, you, can oh. listen to, you can listen for you can listen for free uh, to what they call the micro version but uh, and yeah. I think it's about maybe 40, 45 minutes or something and then if you pay I think I pay like thirty five bucks for every maybe six months or something I think you do like five bucks for a month or like a very reasonable amount for a year and then you not only get no ads but you also get like double the length of the podcast it's like an hour and twenty minutes or so which so, so I was
1: listening to the Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say when you factor in like how much enjoyment you have seemed to have gotten out of the show over the years, five bucks a month is like an incredible bargain.
3: Yeah, and it it ends up being, I think, like I said, more like uh, less than that, Uh, because that's per, I think, one month. You can go listen to all of the long, I mean, I don't even know how the math works out if you could do that, but the point is, I think it's worth paying for a a service and a product that I find very enjoyable and valuable. It has value, so I'm able to value it
0: at whatever it costs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 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 I couldn't agree more. readjustmentcom read slash meat buddies. So before uh, we talk more deeply about these episodes we listen to, let let's start and end with a, a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich. It's how we tackle every every topic. We say at least one nice thing at the beginning and at the end. Anthony, why don't you go first in the major compliment that you have for Savage Lovecast?
1: Uh, all right, so I'm gonna go. So I'm going first. I'm gonna take. I, I think probably the most obvious. Uh, compliment and i i've i've been a been, been a fan of dan savage for a long time and he's just very very good at what he does uh yeah and that that would be my main compliment your compliment
0: is that he's good at it yeah he's yeah.
1: very very good at it and he, he works in different mediums and like his every time i i used to listen to the podcast uh a, f- a few years ago and then i kind of fell off and i have re-listened to it this week and it's just like yes yeah, this is 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 you know he's is, is always insightful and he's really good at like being incredibly honest and blunt when he needs to be uh in a way that I just really respect uh, it's yeah that's my yeah. compliment
0: yeah absolutely perfect mike what's your major comment what's your favorite thing about savage lovecast uh well obviously
3: in addition to the capacity to listen ad free to even more of it <laughs> and piggybacking <laughs> upon what uh anthony also uh I think he agreed he is good one of the ways that he is good I think which also addresses one of the the controversial issues that you raised is when there are topics that he is not the best expert on for the question he will bring in uh, you know he'll bring in sex workers to talk about sex work he'll bring in you know people who are kinky specifically and you know have uh, maybe like dominatrices to talk about uh, those types of questions he'll bring in people of color to talk about questions that deal with sexual and racial issues. He'll bring in trans people to talk about trans issues. He brings in, you know, porn stars, scientists, all kinds of people to deal with all kinds of questions because he knows that he is uh, not an expert on everything. So I like that about him.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I uh, had the same vision for this show originally, but I've, I have gotten fewer sex workers and scientists on than originally planned. Well, it, my Rolodex is well, much more comic heavy.
3: If anyone, Anthony, if you want to help uh help Alex out and get into sex work. I mean I'll I'll think about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's many kinds that's, that's of sex one way work. To solve the problem. Yeah. There's just I mean, Alex, you yourself, like there's some I don't know if you're if you have any body parts that like, you know, that people would like to fetishize. You know, I know there's sometimes like foot fetish parties, like where people don't even have to. Mm. You know, they could just sometimes look at your feet or touch your feet. You might just get a foot rub. Uh you know, there's it's a spectrum. Sex work is I am a spectrum, more likely
0: yeah. to get an M D and become a scientist than to let People touch my feet. I do not like people going <laughs> near my feet. Really? Wh- yeah. Fair enough. Whatever
3: the opposite of a fetish is. Uh, I mean, I, maybe it's a also a fetish.
0: Oh, yeah. A phobia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's right there. I mean, <laughs> it's very simple. I have a. I don't like people touching me at all, but I have a strong foot phobia. I don't like people seeing my feet, especially I don't like seeing other people's feet. I just am not I don't not care for that part Ooh, of the body.
3: Maybe if I if I may, I have two things to say. Number 1 <laughs> is maybe you really love when people touch your feet and you're you know sort of like a very closeted gay person who's like I hate gay people because it's just you know sort of right. self-loathing projected out where that's a not not as serious a thing as my next thing which is what is a question <laughs> what is uh if you have a, you say you don't like to be touched but Feet, particularly, is there anywhere that you yeah. is an exception? Particularly, if you had to be touched, where by by a loved one? If a loved one was like, "May I, you know, it, it massage you somewhere?" <laughs> and uh, I guess it could be. I mean, I now understand that I've opened myself up to all kinds of uh, possible. <laughs> you can answer. I'm interested personal. seriously, but yeah, you don't have to answer. Yeah, but it's not important, but seriously. Uh, if you for, want
0: for loved people for loved ones i don't mind touching terribly much although massage does not do much for me i don't care for massage uh but for people who i'm not super close to big fan of a handshake i think the handshake has been relegated and there's so much more hugging now than it used to be and i do not care for it may i i would prefer a nice firm hug. two more points is that no no on, just gonna guess, only or...
3: one we're going down then it'll okay. be a half then a quarter we'll never get to the bottom <laughs> but it'll be shorter and shorter <laughs> each time unless i keep going with this forever so Half a uh, I you almost said hug shake. I think, which is really fun. I like the idea of a hug shake. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah. a thing that I do now, which I won't do for you, I I want to respect uh, you and only. I only want to hug people consensually. I love yes. you know, hugging people who want to be hugged, people who I know usually. But a thing that I do sometimes at a comedy show now to try and uh, you know sort of f- flip the script in a way is uh, <laughs> I will shake hands with women and hug men.
0: I I think that I think that's a strong move. I mean, shaking hands with women seems like the primary one. uh, And and probably we should just not hug anybody in a professional setting, especially.
3: Especially I say for for people who are not men, I will. Oh, I'll go in for a handshake. And then if they want to go further and introduce a a hug gesture, then I will 100 percent be on board and welcome it.
0: I can't say enough about the importance of consensual hugging, though, for me and for other people, is I feel like there's been a tendency recently, I've seen a lot of people who refer to themselves as huggers, and then they just, they're like, this is my decision, I will hug anybody I feel like it, and I feel like my vote is not being counted in that situation enough.
3: But much like with smoking, like, you're the victim of secondhand hugging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I would prefer just keep it handshakes only, first and second handshake. You got it that's good i'm trying to i don't do as much wordplay normally but i'm trying to like for you mike i'm trying to put it in there let me say you
3: you 100 don't have to yeah (laughs) i appreciate it it's very kind of you to have that motivation but uh i've got more than enough uh it's not (laughs) not urgent but i did like what you did you did a good job and i appreciate both the intent and the execution
0: so my major compliment is uh, for – I mean, I I mean I like when people are funny, and he definitely got a couple of good laughs out of me. So I'm going to be very specific since you guys covered some broad compliments. But there was one moment a couple episodes back. I listened to, like, the last three that had come out. And he was talking to a woman who had been uh, ghosted, and she was wondering if uh, about, like, maybe she'd slept with the guy too quickly, and that that's the oh, reason yeah. that he left. And uh, Dan's advice was that um, – And she was like, maybe she shouldn't have done that. Uh, And he said uh, that maybe uh, fucking him quickly, if that's the reason he bolted, also got him out of your life quickly, which was going to happen anyway. It just revealed him to be an asshole. So your vagina is like a sorting hat. He's in (laughs) Slytherin. You don't have to think about him anymore. He's in Slytherin out. I like that one. (laughs) He's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, I I don't know if that's great advice. I'm not sure what the advice necessarily – I don't know if you should be like, well, get inside and tell me what you like, and then we'll figure out where you should live. Um, but uh, it was a, just a great Harry Potter reference that that uh, surprised me mightily, and I laughed about it. So it was very funny. That is, that is the
3: thing that I sometimes say, as I've already given my compliment, I'm sorry, but here's seven more things. I'm sorry I lied to you. <laughs> <Both>. But uh, <laughs> just the idea that – I mean, Dan is uh, informed and funny – And uh, I guess those are the two main things like about what he's taught. He knows what he's talking about when he's talking about it for the most part. And and it is funny. It's funny and informative.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, Caitlin, what is your major compliment for Savage Lovecast?
3: Uh, That he that Dan
2: Savage has proven to be someone who, while there have been stumbles uh, on his path Mm -hmm. to uh, speaking of the greater queer community as a whole. There's definitely been some pretty gross transgressions that he's proven to be someone who is teachable, ready to learn, willing to learn, and has come along with the progress of acceptance and sense of terminology and accurate terminology, which is something he's a big proponent of. And so when he's said some things in the past that have really ruffled feathers and have been out and out pretty derogatory, he has turned around and apologized and been really responsible for that, in that the importance of Dan Savage is bringing uh and normalizing sexual relationships kind of out of this puritanical nation yeah. if we tend to be so gross and backwards and fundamental just in patriarchal heteronormative relationships he's a pretty big feminist he's maybe not the best feminist but <laughs> he's also proven that he's ready and willing to learn and listen and grow which i really appreciate
0: I I think that is probably strong advice to people is to just be cuz I I just feel like if you're trying if you're like I'm going to be perfect I'm never going to fuck anything up that is not going to work but if you are teachable you're going to get away with like it feels like especially now there's a lot of people who are like oh you can't say anything anymore I'm just always afraid that I'm like uh, you know like the Mike Pence I'm never going to meet a woman alone because you know I'm going to be accused of things and uh, or tempted or whatever like if you are teachable that sure makes life a lot easier yeah you'd have much less to worry about about being perfect if you're like oh I that that was not good allow me to try better yep it's Uh, a very simple
3: concept Oh yeah! Uh, if I may also uh, add to, I like what you said, Caitlin. You, you Thank always you. may, so you can just skip that part oh, from I now like, on and no, just go I like into when Mike asks. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. like it's All like right. requesting yeah. consent for a hug. You know, exactly. let me. <laughs> may I hug you now with my words? I want. Uh, well, of course, I would it's love like we're. <laughs> Thank you. It's like we're a married a married unit, like a polyamorous quad here. But that right. obviously, uh-huh. there's like a, you know, when you're in a long term relationship like that, there can be like I forget what it is, sort of assumed consent in a in a relationship yeah. as such. But there are times when a person might not be interested in a hug of the certain kind, be it word, body, foot, massage, yeah. or whatever. So mm, the, yeah. the thing uh not,
0: not foot hugs that yeah. is in my bottom oh yeah hugs, figuratively <laughs> and literally
3: whoa all right whoa. uh so uh what i i the thing that caitlin said that sparked this in me uh that dan is a feminist maybe not the best feminist I, if a man was the best be. feminist yeah oh yeah oh, what a... <laughs> that would that would be re- Do you know this is actually a funny thing i i got uh i forget somebody pointed out to me uh that the show that i'm doing in Uh, Salem on Wednesday I was being advertised in a certain way that was funny to me very specifically I'm just trying to uh, oh here it is Uh, the today I got a post somebody posted on my Facebook wall today the local comedy club the uh, capital city theater in Salem described me as uh, the king of vegan feminist comedy Uh, I, and I, the idea of the king of feminism is yeah. amazing to me.
0: It's really good. I, I don't know if you know this, but in Salem especially, that allows you to, uh, you don't have to pay to park. Oh, oh thank you. That's one of the few benefits of being the king of feminism is that you, you don't have to pay parking tickets. And I'm Sweet. slightly oh, resentful. I, it's like a diplomat, just because. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've actually held the title of king feminist for a
3: number of years now. I mean, I I didn't accept this. T- I, I, I you may you ha- I'll let them yeah. know
0: when I get there that it is Caitlin.
3: Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: I, it's, you know, I I agree that like it would be ridiculous for a man to be the fe- best feminist. But on the other hand, I'm very competitive. Uh, yeah, so, like, just tell me what I need to do. I want to win this. Now that I know that it w- now that it's a race, I would like to be in the front of this race. I okay. mean,
3: if I may offer you a piece
0: of advice, I would say to you transition,
3: may? transition. Uh, I think that I mean I well, still don't know, I don't know if that would make you and you don't ha- obviously you don't have to be any particular gender to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea of or a king, the best, the best feminist for sure, uh, doesn't even make sense as a it concept. Doesn't. <laughs> but
0: well, since since you offered me some advice, I guess we should start talking about some Ooh. advice in particular. So from the last couple episodes, uh, so we we listened to I listened to fifty seven or five seventy three four and five. Um, Mike, you're obviously caught up. Uh, Anthony. Uh, and Caitlin, were you able to catch some of the last couple episodes?
2: Yeah, I listened to the last three micro episodes on the website.
0: Nice, good, uh, good. I listened
1: to the last two and then went back like four years and listened to the two oldest Ooh, that are currently great, available great. on his. Um, like he doesn't have the entire catalog; it only goes back to like 2012 right now on iTunes. But I was able to listen to Ugh. what is essentially what a episode like 200.
0: Because uh, he oh, has right, so right.
1: many of these, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so well, I was to-
0: just—I wanted to talk a little bit in particular about the advice that uh, was dished out very recently and how you guys felt about it. I thought that might be a fun thing to talk about. So, um, in five seventy-five, uh, I think the one of the main questions was, um, "Oh, it was the the woman and her husband who were into hot spousing, and they had a lot of fun. But she was calling because after they go out and uh, hook up with other people, her husband gets racked with guilt." And goes to a priest to confess, and then they do it all over again a little bit later. Um, and uh, I just wanted to know, like what you guys, how you guys felt about that, if you remember, what was what were your oh, thoughts yeah. on that question and that his I, answer.
3: I hundred percent remember. Uh, and just to fill out a few more details, like he loves it while it's happening. Like he mm-hmm. and right, and they definite it's happening as far as we can tell from you know the. The, I believe it's the wife that called and is reporting yes. uh, that her husband is going through these cycles uh, wherein he is into it. Like he is consenting. Yeah. He's not just not just like consenting for her, but this is what they agree. I think he had a Catholic upbringing, perhaps. Yes. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Does not, you know, believe that the Catholic uh, doctrine is law, but though th- it's left, you know, this some sort of, you know, mark, an imprint on him. And Dan suggests that it's possible that that's even part of the enjoyment for him, that he gets to feel guilty about that thing. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I-, I think the advice was to not just hey, keep doing it. Who cares? It's his problem. But, you know, to perhaps, you know, talk t- Talk to him about it as much as possible uh, to figure out. You know, make sure that it is what he wants to keep doing, and that if it is, that I think. I mean, he recommended therapy as well uh, instead yeah. of going to confess a, to a, a priest. Common refrain yeah.
0: on the show, and probably the correct one.
3: I mean, very f- therapy could help everybody. There is very yeah, yeah. Th- a very rare situation that I can imagine where if somebody's like, "Should I go to therapy?" Ooh, no, that won't help. That that's not uh, <laughs> a thing I can really imagine. So I think that uh the other that I, I i wouldn't have necessarily given all of the same advice like the i wouldn't have thought about the part where oh maybe
0: it's even a part of it for this guy maybe like yeah. that was my main takeaway was i had not thought that maybe that was part of the fun or maybe even like that's what made it so exciting was like the the guilt is sort of uh makes it even more stimulating i hadn't thought of that i thought that was a really interesting insight but that yeah, is like... also
3: yeah i'm sorry where just oh. real quick go go for it anthony
0: oh just the
1: um when he mentioned that if that is part of it, he is non-consensually bringing the priest into his <laughs> kink as yeah. well. Like, using him as a pawn is just a, a level I, I hadn't considered what I thought was interesting.
0: I, I I feel less guilty about bringing a priest into your sex game than maybe other people. Priests
2: yeah.
3: do bring themselves into a lot of people's sex games unconsensually. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: they're not, they're not known uh, they for make it consensual... It invis- <laughs> Um, I was about yeah. to say
3: that priest was asking for it, but I decided not to say it.
0: So <laughs> good. Good call. Thank you. Good call. I mean it seems in hindsight like maybe you did say it, but maybe that that's is... just my mind playing tricks. On Please me. forgive just,
2: me. What a what a workaround <laughs> we found right there. Didn't mm-hmm. we team? Mm-hmm. What a workaround. Yeah. Th- thank you, um, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> I think compromise it's... November. <laughs> 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 it's even a worse portmanteau than Compromovember, is just Compromise, <laughs> compromise November. November.
2: It's also Chili Cheese November, Birds Fly at Night November, and Laptops Are Fun November. You just, yeah, your name in convention is shit. There I said it. Um, (laughs) Caitlin,
0: deconstructed portmanteau. You (laughs) just say two separate words.
2: (laughs) I think this one specifically is two different things that I didn't, I wanted to hear more about, like, unpack your shit, go through that. You need to examine that. You clearly have some programming that's working against you here, and, like, queer... In the queer community, we you hear each other talk about, like we talk frequently about having to go through that deprogramming as a like even vaguely female identified person. You you we talk a lot about having to deprogram ourselves because of how we get raised, because of how our what our society tells us. And here's the thing: deprogramming is not just for queers and women and people of color. It's for everyone. You all need to be working actively to deprogram yourselves from what these again the to sing along if you remember the words puritanical patriarchal (laughs) heteronormous society has instilled in us like it's some
3: real dark deep shit uh so i know the
0: words but i'm kind of loose on the tune i don't feel like the tune is really catchy
3: (laughs) caitlin can (laughs) you can you
0: sing it again please
3: <laughs> I really would top, like you to say them again. Yeah,
2: that's a that's a G sharp. uh Oh no,
3: I re- I just want the words, not the puritanical,
2: <laughs> patriarchal, heteronormative.
0: And then, and then I think you use the word yeah. bullshit too, right? Yeah,
2: bullshit, definitely homophobic you. Oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. just instilled, transphobic is just inferred, and of yeah. course, overtly, systematically racist. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, white
3: supremacist yes. as well. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, that's our favorite mm-hmm. one. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I would like to see that kind of inc- inc- encouragement to unpack that, as the kids like to say, uh, <laughs> and really work towards that deprogramming. And then if it is kind of a fun little fetishy thing as well, like it is, it ends up being kind of an enjoyable part of like, mm, nutty us, we're so nutty, then include that, but it, do it consciously. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do it on of, purpose, not an accident.
2: Yeah. Because like, I don't know, we've probably all been there where we just find ourselves down a weird... Porn rabbit hole, and then after you come, you're like, "What have I? What have I done? Why was this part of it?" <laughs> that poor rabbit. That, about. that rabbit can't even
3: consent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I may, as well, like it's definitely the case that you hear about a lot of. Uh, if I may is the name of this episode. If I may, you uh, may say, "If I may," every time, even more times than I need. Uh, you may. You may. If I may, 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 may. Um, I would. Mayvember. Uh, if only this. <laughs> Uh, a May-November romance. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. In contact. fact, uh, the thing I was going to say that is serious and not a joke is that very frequently people who, let's say, not just Catholic, but, you know, there's very specific Catholic programming that can happen. And when people uh, come out of it, like if they're lapsed Catholics or, you know, atheists as adults, but were raised with Catholic school, nuns, church, all that, that sometimes there are very, you know, deep grooves that are carved that then can become really enjoyable, really fun uh, that, you know, it's not to say that we know exactly how, you know, fetishes get Get formed, or you know, sexual, uh, you know, uh, just sort of our vocabulary and our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it hap- everything is different for every individual, but definitely there's a, some commonality for some people of certain religions where the the thing that was quote unquote not allowed now becomes again like the the fun dirty little secret that uh, I'm just saying.
0: Uh, Caitlin was correct. That's all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well put <laughs>
2: succinctly put
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly i'm sure everybody really appreciates your conciseness you're, you're you're like one of the callers on the show just very concise straight to the point now wow. hold on no d- dilly dallying see Thank Alex, you, you start talking
2: like that and then you wonder why we make fun of you <laughs> you can ditch it no, out <sighs> <was>, oh baby <laughs>
0: Uh, I was just I that just was something that I kept thinking about while I was listening to the show and I he's talked about it a bunch of times on the podcast, which is like they heavily edit the calls yeah. and they still feel like they're they last forever. So it's they just really it's do. a great show to listen to if you're trying to be a better storyteller, just to remember you don't need much exposition ever. Uh yes. there was this There's...
1: one call on like one of the old episodes I listened to when I swear to God the the, the caller had she had like prepared a statement and just read it. <laughs> yeah, and it was deal. amazing. Yeah, that's common. It was, that, like, yeah. really, in, like, way more enthralling than anyone else's. You didn't have any of those, like, filler words, really got to the point. Uh, I was yeah. like, yeah, this, I like her. <laughs> She's great. I want to hear all <laughs> of her problems. She's going to be this clear and concise with them.
3: That happens Man. uh f- I wouldn't say, I mean, with some degree of frequency, it's a, re- it's a thing that happens, you know, not all the time, but regularly, because I think people who don't, you know, we are on a podcast, we are performers, we are comedians, we are whatever we are, and we speak regularly out loud for a living, sometimes prepared, sometimes off the cuff. And for people who, most people don't do that. Most people, uh, you know, have phobias about it or are nervous about it especially that when they're like my words might be heard by uh, thousands of people, millions of people, I don't know how many people are going to hear if this gets selected. So I certainly understand why it is it does always have a very specific feel to it when it's like, so, I mean it's not even I can't even fake. I'm like the other day yeah. this happened and I felt this way and you're like it is like, you know, it you can tell that it's being read because it is being read. Yeah, I think uh, being in, in right. summary, <laughs> and
0: it's valuable. In summary, Anthony was right. That's correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and uh, also like some of these, you know, calls don't seem like these are people who have thought uh, have thought a lot about what they're calling for, but are calling kind of like just woke up to know the call about the issue. Right? Yeah, like, like there is like a like Michael saying about like pitting yourself out there in a way that's like this is stuff that people find very private and you're putting it on what you know is an incredibly popular show
0: Um, yeah i uh, have you guys ever i mean like do you guys think this way i guess in terms of the way that people write questions like do you have an issue that is so specific that you think advice could be given to it that you would ask people specifically to advise on a specific situation Uh, That question sounds weird, but I guess, like, does this, does it make sense to you, the urge that makes people call a show like this?
2: Sometimes, yeah, but it's also, I wonder how many people in their own life that they've already asked. Because to me, if you've asked and you keep having to go back to that well, because whatever answers you're giving are clearly not satisfying what you kind of hope it might be, then there's clearly something else there. That is truly the issue or or that it's you or that, you know, so if the question is, I don't know, should I stay with this, you know, partner? And everyone in your life is telling you yes. And you keep asking that question. Hey, sweetheart, you don't want to be with that partner. Like, you're just waiting for someone to tell you. On the other hand, some of these people, I think, don't have like wells of emotional maturity that they can dip into in their community or in their family or in their coworkers or friends or whatever. So they really don't have anyone that they trust to be like, hey, um, me and my husband uh, have like, you know, incredibly kinky sex, but there's this one thing yeah. with it. Oh, you're walking away and banning me from the, you know, PTA forever. <laughs> okay. Good talk. Yeah. Damn it, Cheryl. Oh, i ruined book club again. Yeah. All right. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I especially I thought actually one of the cool ones in that kind of genre was the uh, the woman whose uh, husband has been uh, experimenting with cross dressing and she's super cool with it Except- but she's upset that he keeps using her clothes yeah. and she doesn't have like she doesn't have the money to buy new clothes but he's like getting new uh, clothes all the time oh yeah and I could see how, like she was so awesome and chill and supportive but I could imagine how yeah if you brought that up at book club everybody would be like I don't think this is good but you can tell dan he could be like man go shopping with him make him go to thrift stores you know like it was just, i thought that was like really great advice and also the kind of thing you probably wouldn't bring up to everybody in conversation i would
4: <laughs> <laughs> but also alex right. alex Fair is enough. right
0: uh i have actually uh i have at one point actually written to an advice column Ooh. Yeah,
3: what? which one and what did you ask about Line. This is great.
0: When I was, I was just thinking about this because I'd forgot about it for a long time. When I was sixteen, I wrote in to a gambling magazine uh, because I had decided at, at sixteen that I was going to be a professional poker player, God, and I had written to a, a poker magazine and asked, "Do you think I should go? Like, the, if I look like I'm twenty one, should I go play in casinos right now? I bet they'd be fine with it." <laughs> and the, guy, the the adult said, <laughs> "No." He you advised, "Stupid no. ass."
1: <laughs> yeah i like that you thought a publication was just gonna like say yeah go commit a crime kid
0: <laughs> well yeah, i don't know also, i mean it, it's sort of like what you were just saying like i definitely knew what he was going to say and i yeah. didn't want that answer but like that's what everyone's going to say uh so I, yeah I, I don't, they I don't want know that the really
2: answer uh, so often the people taking advice want that like very special trapdoor secret answer that's so fantastical yeah you Know some kind of weird loophole that they can get into, they don't want to face that they're looking everywhere except for the giant mountain of a problem in front of them. Also, God bless the audacity yeah. of a 16 year old just assuming that you look 21 <laughs> and that a casino well, would be like, Okay, well, okay. yeah, you okay. look 21. In my, in my
0: defense, in my defense, Not going to in my defense, when I was. No, no, no. Actually, in my defense, it, when I was 16, I was hanging. I went to the casino all the time, because I lived in Reno, and they had free copies of this poker magazine in the poker room you could just grab, and so I would go once a week and grab my free issue of this magazine, and every time I would wander in, um, the, the dealers would be like, hey, come sit down, and then I'd be like, no, I can't, and they'd be like, you should come play, come play. Do you not know the game? I'll teach you the game. Like They were begging me to come play, which is why I was thinking about it, so it wasn't just that I thought I looked 21 I was like every time I go they're like please play uh, and, Here's and the I thing. Thought maybe that also, be fun.
2: having worked in casinos for a long time, there's a big difference yep. between the ab- ability to take your money and you being able to actually turn your chips in. So, do you
0: exactly? <laughs> yes, that's that I learned later. Which is that if you're under 21 and they catch you, they just don't give you your money back. Yeah. But if you lose, they're not like, hey, you're 21 and you lost. Here is your you money fought.
3: back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They.
0: It's kind of a one sided system, which is actually the uh, the best uh, part of his advice. Is he was. Like just so you know, here's how it's gonna work. If you get tossed, it was actually very good advice. Yeah. He was a nice dude.
1: Yeah, I, I've never written in to or like called into something like this, but one of my things that I, I do want is I just want the name you get when you write into, like, a Dear Abby or, like, a Dan Savage thing. Like, you know, when he sums up your problem, oh, like, like, problems with penises and Pensacola, you know, something like that. Like,
0: right, right, right. Like, I just, and I want... like, Dear Triple P. Yeah, I just want a name like that. That's all I want.
2: Desperately Dairy Intolerant I, and Dearborn.
0: <laughs> There's <laughs> right. so many good, and they, sometimes they'll put a lot of work into the <laughs> acronym being a, a fun word that's relevant to their problem. That's like, there's like a great word game that occurs at the bottom of all asked yeah, questions. Yeah, I think that might be my Wait, favorite part of that. When you
1: wrote into the Poké Magazine, were you like uh, the all-in kid or something like that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, all-in kid is a great name. I wish I <laughs> thought of that. No, I'm sure it was like un- underage and frustrated or something stupid, but ha. Uh, I was not great. The other thing he told me, actually, the other bit of advice he gave me was that I should just like, uh, write about it because he was a writer, and so Ooh. that's his advice to everybody, I think.
3: I mean, I think that advice there's there's an, an advice column. I read a lot, a number of advice columns that I forget. I think this one is either Captain Obvious or Captain Awkward. I think it's Captain Awkward, uh, who at some point over the past many years one of their advi- pieces of advice would be just like, go learn to paint and shit or just go paint, go do some painting. <laughs> and like, so the idea of, you know, creating, of creating art, of writing, of drawing, of painting, of making music, of doing something, like that's something that, you know, everyone hopefully as a child got to do and like did naturally something, you know, dancing, singing, whatever it is, some kind of you know artful play uh, that yeah. adults could do well uh it you know to also have in their life to give them some sort of release and balance and connection to uh you know that kind of feeling so i think that writing you know write is a good piece of advice draw you know anything yeah. Cre- create is a yeah. good piece of advice can i ask uh especially for a 16
0: yeah. year old because you can definitely do that and it's legal everywhere
3: oh yeah uh not in not in some countries maybe probably yeah. uh yeah. but god bless america um <laughs> Caitlin, may I ask you, have you ever requested advice from an official source?
2: Oh, no, I was uh, I learned very, very early and young that my um, sexuality is not acceptable. And so I was shamed of I was shamed out of seeking that kind of counsel pretty early. And so and this isn't an uncommon thing. My um, experience isn't special to myself, but it is pretty common throughout like the queer community. And so what we have learned later on in our adulthood and like um let's say like relationship literacy as we've learned uh is that we tend to lean or rely pretty heavily on each other later in life because we missed out on a big chunk of emotional and relationship Mm -hmm. literacy earlier on and and doubling down on that some of the relationship literacy that we learned is very very harmful and toxic Uh, and unhealthy and so it's it's kind of couples that with like deprogramming and unlearning those tendencies uh or whatever patterns that you've established and then going out later so like what we do is hold court and determine what's wrong with everyone around us and it's a wonderful bonding
0: experience (laughs) that I
2: wish more straight people would do uh because it's it's helpful I'm
0: in if anybody wants to get together and hold court and decide each other's relationship problems I'm in for that amazing (laughs) And uh, Caitlin is also. I want to point out. You said double down, which I get because I've hung out at casinos. Yes, you have. (laughs) May
3: may I say as well? uh, What as I one more time? As I understand, may I say uh, that Dan Savage started his uh, his column as sort of a reaction to the fact that there was no queer representation in the advice-giving game that, like, people would write into Dear Abby or Ann Landers, uh, who were ostensibly, as far as I understand, uh, straight or straight-seaming or straight-identified heteronormative people giving heteronormative advice, patriarchal, Patriarchal. et cetera, yes. And and so, yeah, his goal was to be, you know, a gay man giving advice being advice to giving advice to straight people the same dismissive way that straight that straight people had been giving advice to gay people who requested it
2: absolutely and Which like i, I, sabes, I can't, a I can't it, but like then now i feel a little bit um, guilt it for stresses enough how like, important this is so fun and, is and it's not and it's been. not really about me just... sorry what
0: it just feels like i feel like i'm taking like now i feel like i'm in, in encroaching like maybe like this isn't really for me why should i make it all about straight issues
2: oh well in the same way that the straight people are the majority of people that call in also straight people are the majority yeah. in this country but god damn it do you have to take everything no it's fine no it's fine, <laughs> no, it's fine.
3: no it's fine no it's fine i'm i'm not I'm, even sure can, yeah. alex can i ask you what is it that you think it shouldn't be for you <laughs> i don't know it's just when you were <laughs> saying that i was like that sounds
0: like a super cool thing it seems like a really cool thing that that exists and I'm glad that it is serving this community. And so like, not that I'm I'm not actually asking him questions, but
2: yeah, he's represented a huge like beacon of hope and light and that like, Oh yeah, we get to have like advice too and healthy relationships too. And that's like a huge part of the problem with like, uh, the queer community as a whole is that so often we have no demonstration of healthy relationship dynamics laid out for us. And so it is this really blind leading the blind, um, like our relationships tend to be different than straight relationships for a number of reasons. Uh, but one of those and, is that, A, we've had to learn from nothing because there hasn't been a demonstration. Right. And because we fundamentally have different types of relationships than straight people tend to. Yeah.
3: And I mean, I think that that's that's great in some ways. It's obviously a double edged sword. Because it is. Totally. You get you, it. Like the way that I started doing comedy, I'd never really seen any much comedy but some people start doing comedy after you know 15 years 20 years of watching comedy yeah. so they might have you know the, the double edged sort of being having lots of experience with it but then maybe sounding like the, the stuff that they love the people that they love and then they have to deprogram in you know a much less necessarily you know not not specifically as valuable uh, ethically uh, away uh, or societally away, but you know you have to find who you are and some people start by being like other people whereas yeah. if I was like, you know, what? yeah, not like that. Why I was like, I just started. Names.
0: Get into it. Tell me who. To, who's really derivative.
3: Uh, ah. I don't. Every. Most comedians, when they start, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: No. And I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. <laughs>
4: They
0: the next thing we have to do, really quick, we have to do uh, We have to thank our meat buddies. So we have a brand new meat buddy today that I want to thank, uh, Cass from Catonsville, uh, who uh, who joined this week. And what? She has her own town. What?
2: Cat from Catonsville. Uh, I said
0: from C- Cass from Catonsville.
2: Oh, I thought she had her own um, town.
0: It's not her own city. Oh. I did look it up. It's a real city. It's in Maryland. Cool. Um, uh but uh so one of the things we like to do on the for for new people is we give them a brief compliment pile so i everybody has to has to give a compliment to cass um if you want you can base it on just nothing or you're welcome to google uh anything related to those terms and make a guess as to who she is and what might be going on there um for example like as far as i can tell from my quick search um Cass from Cadonsville is in fact the Central Administration Support Services for the University of Maryland. So I just want to say, Cass, excellent job supporting all of those people. You've been really great at um, supporting the administration of that university, and they all I'm sure appreciate it. You're very good at that. Yeah, I
1: heard a rumor mm -hmm. about Cass once that she has a town named after her that she lives in. People (laughs) deny it, but I I, like that's the first thing I heard about her and I was like, why not let that be true? You know? I like that truth. I mean,
0: every town is named after somebody. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's the one. Yes, yeah.
2: I've already raised four thousand eighty-seven dollars to get the name of your town changed to Cassville. <laughs> Do you understand my commitment to you?
0: <laughs> I donated my birthday on Facebook to that.
2: I knew it. It's really kind. Uh,
3: and I, I will now, uh, without asking for permission. <sighs> uh (laughs) say because i've already been told it's we all must do this and i want to uh Uh, my compliment is if if this is the correct town it's a a census designated place in baltimore county maryland uh and as a person living in baltimore county i think from what i know about baltimore you are a hero of some kind probably (laughs) (laughs) i've
0: heard Uh, that too That's all I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Cass, uh, you are a hero uh, in all of these different ways. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And uh, uh, if you want to become a Meat Buddy and get such a great compliment pile as you have just seen or heard now, just heard, if you've just heard, go to read.me.com slash Meat Buddies. And just as Mike does for Savage Love, you can support a show that you want to keep listening to. Although we give you the whole show and then you can decide to support us whether or not you want to That's... without us withholding part yeah, of the
3: show. I mean, you'll probably learn.
0: <laughs> I and I wouldn't. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. everyone gets the Magnum edition of Read and Weep. Everybody,
3: or everyone gets the
0: micro edition.
3: <laughs>
0: Ooh. Ooh, I have an extra forty minutes of me talking that I'm just not playing for you every week. You
2: withholding <laughs> asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you cats and thank you everybody uh, who has become a meat buddy.
2: Me buddies, me buddies, me
1: buddies, me buddies, me buddies, me buddies, me buddies, me buddies.
0: Now it's time for lightning bonus round. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up so for lightning bonus round today lightning bonus round is where we uh, have we have questions discussions and games that are inspired by the topic but not directly about the topic and so for today what I would like to do for Lightning bonus round is play a game called the second opinion so I have pulled up some questions written to other advice columns uh, or advice givers not to Dan uh, that and I, I'm gonna read these and I'm gonna ask you guys what your what your answers would be so they've already been given a first opinion. By the actual columnist, but I want to hear what your advice will be to these people. Sure, sound good. Great, great. First up, this was written from an online. This is written to an online teen advice column. Uh, Alex, I believe it was from a t- yes.
3: Before you before you begin, may I ask? I don't know if you're going to, but okay. can you uh, identify each of us when we should give the answer, and that'll help it be even more even more lightning. That's my first piece of advice to you. If Second you'd it. like to take it, okay. Thank you.
0: Great. Great. All right. First piece of advice. Great. So uh, (laughs) this will be the lightningest as possible. So this was written at Tiger Beat magazine, I believe, originally. Um, I have a huge problem. I told a lie to my mom, and she no longer trusts me. I feel so sad about it. I don't know what to do. Please, 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 please help me. And then three different crying emojis. The one with the mouth open, the one with the mouth slightly closed, and then a single tear mouth frown. This is signed, don't know what to do, 10. So, uh, Mike... What is your advice to DKWD, age 10? I would say
3: that you sound very contrite and very eloquent for what I think might might be a 10-year-old. And so yeah. I would take some of the advice that we heard earlier, which is maybe write, write down every, everything that you just said to us here uh, say like write either write it down and read it to your mother or write it in an email or write it on a piece of paper and share it with your mother to let you know that how sincerely you feel sorry for what you did and that you want to earn back her trust. And this I, that I think will be a step towards doing it, like identifying that there was a problem and what you can do to solve it, because everyone does make mistakes and this. One mistake when you're ten years old does not need to indict you for a lifetime of your mother not trusting you, and I think that that's my advice
0: that's great. I just want to tag on that, which is if you are going to be a writer though I just want to add um if you can show the emotion with your words and not with the emojis, you will be slightly more successful yeah
1: sh- show don't tell emojis <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's <laughs> the oldest <laughs> what's your advice in the book. Uh, You know, I say, like, you're in a good place with your mom. Her not trusting you, that's the foundation of a healthy relationship. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to keep her on your toes. Like, the thing is, like, build that trust in now. Because the thing is, you're going to need her to maybe, like, think you're lying to her later. But not. Yeah. Because, like, it's, it's all, it's the long con. I just keep planting those seeds <laughs> of doubt. That's what I say. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, Perfect. Uh, Caitlin.
2: First, I disagree with, uh, use your words. Use all the emojis. Only use emojis from now on. Seconded. Uh (laughs) 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 Write and express yourself using strictly emojis. The rest Hieroglyphics. Yeah,
0: exactly. Get an iPhone X and make emojis with your face. Exactly. Yeah, great. And then
2: she will know to trust that you're probably going to be illiterate and never go to college. It's going to save a lot of money. (laughs) So I think it's like two birds, one trust stone. Uh, that can be thrown perfect. through the window, out the door, uh, to the bush and murder some birds, which is the most important thing. <laughs> I mean, what is your option? <laughs> Otherwise, you have to like, say you're going to be places and then actually be at them. I know this doesn't seem like a big deal now because you're 10. But like, it's really going to be a pain in the ass later on. So Emojis. I
0: can say there there is a big benefit to being the person in the family who people have low expectations of. Uh, yeah. I haven't gotten one of my family members a birthday gift on time since I was 15, and it's been really helpful that they don't expect it on time. Every time and, I'm like, oh, it's in the mail, they're like, I believe sure you because I wasn't expecting it today.
1: I know you just read the question a little bit ago, but did she say what she lied to her mom about? She did not. You know, because it could have been like... I didn't see Harold killed Susie, you know, but she did. Like, it could have been something that's like, yeah, you straight up lost your mom's trust. You did something really <laughs> bad. You know, like, we don't know well, enough that's here. the
0: weird thing about being a confessed liar is that maybe she's lying about being contrite. Like, you never know where, where does it end, you know? Like, if you're a liar, you can just say anything, right? Like, like I, I could not lie to you. I didn't chop down – or I'm the one chop down the cherry tree. But if you're telling me you're a liar – uh, you could just be lying about that part. You could say, I can't tell a lie, but you could, you know? Checks out. <laughs> what we need is we need an island, and we need another person who only tells lies. Then we ask them what you're going to say. I think, isn't that how it works? The island of knights and knaves? Something yeah. Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway,
2: Very question good.
0: number two. Uh, dear Motor Medics... I just bought a 2004 Chrysler 300M (laughs) with 80,000 miles. Since I didn't know the car's service history, I had the transmission fuel changed. Listening to you talk, though, I have learned that this only replaces some of the fluid. Therefore, would you say it's advisable that I take my car to have a complete transmission flush done at the current mileage? Lawrence in Canada. Anthony, advice for Lawrence. It's sexist. Uh, You didn't ask
2: me first.
0: (laughs) i uh, part of the problem, but I'm teachable. Caitlin, <laughs> why don't you go first?
2: First of all, he's doing – he he put the transmission fluid without even getting like a checkup whatsoever. You've got to take it to your guy or person or lady. The this person, is sort of like the counselor the that you version trust. of motor medics. Exactly. You have to – listen. Actually, I know a lot about cars. Um, <laughs> I don't drive. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you do need to get it checked out. And if you do a flush, which might be needed at, given that mileage, uh have them also yeah. go through and check your brake fluid, do the power steering, do the entire thing. Do a quick one over. If you're going to get in new fluid, Look fluids, your cushions
0: for change. Get out of here.
2: Get all the fluids changed <laughs> up at once. It's probably going to be fine unless it had been sitting for an inordinate amount of time. The transmission fluid that was put in is probably going to be fine. But, again, you got to get at least it checked out to know. Your
0: transmission's gonna blow no
1: matter what. I'd say I want to say that just to be safe, you should get all like even your fluids replaced as well, buddy. Like (laughs) you know, just
0: just lemon juice and cayenne for the next week. No, I'm
1: talking like blood transfusion. You know, one of those. Oh, get it all. Yeah, one of those like a
0: Lance Armstrong where they pump out your blood and put in better blood from before. Some
1: real Peter
0: Thiel shit. You know, like get crazy. (laughs)
2: I don't know what that word means. I he's the
0: guy uh, co-created PayPal. Yeah, he's a rich dude. Yeah. He
1: pays like 20-year-olds for blood full body blood transfusions a few times a year. He's yeah. he's a weird guy.
0: He's got 20-year-old blood. He's doing he, great. He's the guy who uh, closed
1: Gako down.
0: I uh I generally agree with that actually. I guess my cuz I was thinking like, you know, like as far as a flush goes, uh sometimes after like a real if you had to pee for a while and then you do it, it feels very satisfying. So your car will feel better after a trans... It'll be satisfied about that flush. Even if you don't have to go... If it doesn't have to get flushed that bad, it'll feel good about it. can't hurt. Mike, what do you think? Uh, more emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Uh, this is more relationship-y. Dear Carrie, I'm getting married in a month and a half to a sweet man who's the love of my life. But last night he mentioned he'd heard on a radio show the hosts advised listeners to add hot sauce to the contents of their used condoms or to rinse them out entirely before disposal. So sneaky women could not use them to get knocked up. I laughed and said that that sounded egomaniacal, but my my future husband did not laugh. I said, do you believe that guy? And he said, yeah. So I asked, did you do that when we were together and using condoms? And he said, well, yes, I am so hurt. I'm not sure if this is the right person to marry anymore. What the hell? Scared to get married. Uh, Caitlin, it would be sexist to ask you first, so I'm going to ask Anthony. (laughs) Anthony, what's your advice? uh too scared to get married
2: it's homophobic that you didn't ask me first
0: that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> caitlin please go first i'm very teachable you uh, can't, what is your advice
2: you can't just let me bully you like this this is really a problem with you
0: <laughs> which okay well i'm getting very conflicting information now because now you're bullying me and not bullying you i know um i'll just here's what mike here's, go first <laughs> what's your advice to, to scared to get married
3: uh did it one quick question did it say how long they've been
0: together Uh, it did not.
3: Okay, well, and did it say how old they are? Nope. Okay, well... If they've been together a long time and they're old enough that I would that it would be fine to get like you know obviously anybody can get married at any time I got married right. when I was twenty late forties yeah. ideally I, I married when I was twenty five and I don't regret it but it also didn't last forever uh but mm-hmm. uh, so I recommend being with somebody for some number of years before getting married that's the first piece of advice at you know least ten uh I would say legitimately at least three but it's different for every mm-hmm. person and also I think getting married married when you're very young, you know, in your early 20s, not all, you know, I want you to have lived a long time, you know, enough to know who you are as an adult, even though you are always changing, and as well as you want to know your partner as much as you can some number of years and your relationship for some number of years. If up until this point in your relationship, there's been nothing else that's any kind of red flag, and this happened long ago, then I think that you can still get married to this person because also they didn't it didn't affect you at the time like there are people out there who do things like poke holes in condoms at, like i'm not saying to be panicked about this anybody but uh definitely putting hot sauce in a condom after you had sex with a person I think does no harm especially if you're not talking to people about it and encouraging everybody to do it I might I'm entirely I want to hear what Caitlin has to say because I I'm happy to be proven wrong in some way but I think that this particular issue is not one thing unless this is a pattern of other things that you you think this person doesn't trust you this person didn't not trust you this person just didn't trust a stranger. When you first got together, you were strangers. And if he hasn't been putting hot sauce in your condom areas, birth control recently, in, in your birth control pills, now you would have noticed that it would have been really hot. If it's pills, if it's an IUD, no, thank you. Uh, yes, I. I mean, I. I'm sort of. Uh, I feel like maybe I would have to hear more information. There's not enough here, yeah. but this alone. If this is the only thing. Uh, all the things being equal, then I say you can still get married.
0: I appreciate the the verve with which and the honesty with which you answered this question. Although I'm a, like I do think that the, where you mentioned the pattern of behavior, the one pattern that we're being a little too kind on so far is the pattern of DJs saying horrible things, and the fact that 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 it came from a like wacky morning show that they would be the ones who would suggest that you need to put hot sauce and condoms because of sneaky women. Uh, I feel like this is three strikes for morning show DJs. Oh sure, I think uh, I think they should not be on the air anymore. Oh, I let mean,
3: me make it clear. There are easier don't...
1: ways to get like a pregnancy to happen than like, like taking out semen with like a turkey baster. I guess is that like the what they're implying that they're doing. I don't here? know. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> like this. I would ask like, what other weird urban legends is he scared of? Like, or I would just I've honestly if someone said that they believe this, I would just go rip open the mattress because, you know, there's a bunch of cash stored in there. Uh,
0: <laughs> like, I, yeah, I agree. I feel like the number of people who are turkey basting themselves pregnant is similar to the number of kids receiving pot candy on Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's like it's a very weird. There are easier ways to like get get pregnant than like poking a hole in a condom is just as effective and you're not going to have to go and like pull a condom out of the trash afterwards you know
0: and what like but what what arrogance to think that everyone just desperately wants a baby that's part you i i feel like mo- like at least in my limited experience most of the women i've spent time with are like it's going to we're going to have to really decide if we want to replicate you ooh it's uh, going to be a while may like, i you-
3: may i add one one it- more sincere thing that's a good reason to Marry this guy Is that He answered honestly He has grown mm. He seems to have Demonstrated Shame About Because I wouldn't Encourage men to do this I'm not a, Don't marry that DJ Is what I want to say earlier Definitely <laughs> Nobody Marry That DJ But this guy You know When he was younger And dumber Listened To a thing That probably Wasn't important Or valuable But now Isn't doing it And is being honest About it So I think that is um, uh, yeah. The opposite of a strike, a ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it was, I do. You balled pretty hard. I do
1: like the scenario when, like, you have like a one night stand with someone, and then you hear him in the middle of the night, like rustling around in your kitchen, and you're like, "What?" And he go out there, <laughs> and he just has like you a thing catch of Tabasco him sauce, a of tapatio, yeah, just tapatio <laughs> into a used condom. Like, hey, like just like the, like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs> I agree. That's Caitlin, right. get in here
2: i don't here's the thing i don't love it because if he got this advice (laughs) from a morning host dj who got the advice Mm -hmm. clearly from reddit because that's where all of this shit comes from (laughs) this paranoia this belief in a a made up and they made a word for it, misandry is that you know women can't be trusted and they want to get you pregnant for sure because your pasty ass is definitely worth reproducing with so if they're (laughs) if, if it's you know, by connection through Reddit. then they know, you know, for a fact that they're definitely into that 4chan shit as well, which is dark and anti-Semitic and women hateful (laughs) as well, which means that they're probably dabbling into InfoWars and Breitbart as well. You know, this, they have to be, it's all the same. And even though here's the thing, he might have stopped doing it now, but it's only because he gets to fuck without a condom, which is different. And that doesn't mean that he Um, hasn't been in that Steve Bannon, Alex Jones, (laughs) InfoWars, deep state garbage. He probably has colluded with Russia and he's probably coming up on an indictment <laughs> tomorrow.
3: Okay. Don't Perfect. It, all right. Him. Last look. If I may, I, I amend my answer. Uh, Caitlin is right. Don't marry that man, any DJ, or any man.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. So, last question. The last question I want to do uh, is actually the first question ever published in the Dear Abbey column. This is from January 9th, huh. 1956. I have never written to a paper for advice before, but I needed help desperately and cannot talk to my family or friends about my problem, which is the 1956 equivalent of uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Ha. (laughs) I'm a private secretary to a well-known executive in the Bay Area. I have been employed by him for five years. You may think this sounds cheap, but we are deeply in love. His wife speaks to him only when she wants money, and he has no respect or affection for her. He has told me repeatedly that I am the woman he loves, but we can't consider marriage because it would ruin him financially and socially. In addition to an excellent salary, he has given me an automobile, a fur coat, huh. and he pays my rent when he takes me on business when he takes business trips, I always go along. I am not getting any younger yet I feel one day he will make me his wife. What do you think uh confident Sign- that was the name signed confident so that was also before the the long acronyms um caitlin, it would obviously Wait. be um racist to not ask you first
2: <laughs> Well, now you're just being ridiculous, and that's racist. <laughs>
0: I I feed my time
3: to Caitlin. (laughs) Wait,
2: is I missed the very first part? Is he? Is she? Is this? Is this guy married to another woman?
3: Yes,
1: yes. And they work together.
2: They do. Okay, it's his secretary. Well, this is a classic Mad Men scenario, which is a show I refuse to watch Mm -hmm. because it's not fun watching. um, You know, suffering. Uh, (laughs) Honey, honey. grandma <laughs> grandma grandma my own personal grandma yeah he never made you his wife that's why he had to marry grandpa <laughs> we know this <laughs> actually, oh, that's this. so
0: funny i wonder if we could dig i wonder if the answer to this is somewhere on the internet if like we actually know what happened to that lady
2: yeah and it's like cool that you got like a vet but that you know it's not like therapy was real prevalent in 56 when he got back so you know you had to deal with the rest of it you maybe should have stayed with him or maybe heaven forbid just stayed um, uh, unmarried and had stuff paid for forever or until at least he died and then you can hook up with the wife and be like I was the other one and then you can split the fortune and then you don't have to have any kids I don't know <laughs> how straight relationships work is that clear yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it's like a game of
0: phones like I have a stake in your life.
1: I don't know.
0: I'm pretty you cool. know that classic straight relationship where you go to the grieving widower yeah, or widow like, and tell her that you hey, are his Betty. lover and then she gives you half her money. I never... Just like straight people do all the time. I get you don't know straight relationships, but have you seen TV or Yeah, that's where I'm getting all of this from. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, uh, what, what's your response to confident?
2: Oh
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think Caitlin is absolutely right. Like, I've, we've seen <laughs> this part? movie; we know this. <laughs> we are just like we know this story. Like, th- okay. this is this is like he, he never left his wife. He never like made right yeah. by her. It's just very sad that that you want to be like, look, you. you yeah, it's like you're getting nice things, but you deserve better than this. You can do better than some guy who's not going to leave his wife for you. Like, yeah, you know, that's I just very, know. very, very definitely, sad. Definitely,
0: like- Anthony is saying the same thing that Dear Abby said. Caitlin, no one has said that before because it doesn't make sense. But Anthony, <laughs> you definitely nailed her advice. Mike, what is your advice to Confident?
3: Will you re- read me the last sentence
0: that this woman said? when he takes business trips i always go along i am not get oh sorry the last one i am not getting any younger yet i feel one day he will make me his wife he won't uh, what what do you think i guess what do you think is the actual last sentence i'm sorry i read you three sentences
3: no that that i appreciate it the answer is he won't he won't
0: yeah no he won't uh great my advice is uh write. i think you should write emojis do I mean, my only. advice
1: honestly yeah. would be blackmail uh personally like <laughs> i like <laughs> I think, like, yeah, like you got some money right now, but let's think about that long haul. You know, exactly. You're right. Yeah, you got you got enough to bring his entire probably company down. I would imagine. You <laughs> you see him cooking the books on those trips. You know, uh, fucking blackmail him for everything he's worth.
0: Yeah, I like that. Is I, that
2: a combination of weeds and I, was, down? I wanted to what say to. That?
0: Yeah, that's like, yeah. I, I want to say that the uh, I one of the reasons I wanted to say right, not just for the callback, was I loved the sentence. This may sound cheap, but we are deeply in love. I just liked cheap as the adjective choice. There, it's very fifties, and I thought really appropriate. It was nice. Uh, awesome job, you guys. Um, I'll just read you a uh, dear Abby's uh, answer now because it is similar, uh, but I think actually really. Great. Um I think your boss must be a super salesman. He certainly did a terrific job when he convinced an intelligent girl like yourself to give up a decent respectable life of her own to be available when he whistles. Of course he won't marry Ooh. you. Why should he? He's getting the whole show for the price of the amusement tax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dang Snap Crappy. Sassapras. Uh all
0: right, um that's the end of Lightning Bonus Round. If you want to play along, you can give us uh suggest games or questions or comments for upcoming topics, but I'm gonna read a- Mm. Um now it's time for a minor compliment. We're gonna go reverse order. Caitlin, you have to say one more nice thing about cat.
2: Hang on, sorry, my thing's cutting out a little bit. I can't remember. Really Is it? Okay. Is it just okay. Falcon, can you set that up again?
0: Yeah. Uh, now it's time for the minor compliment it's the second half of our compliment sandwich and we're going to go in reverse order so Caitlin you're going to go up first what is your last nice thing you're going to say about Savage Lovecast
2: I really love that he suggested full latex mouths or masks <laughs> The only that was open the worst for the lips. advice
0: I, he's ever said, and he knew it was bad, but it I was loved it. Such
2: garbage um, for <laughs> the lady trying to make out with her husband who had a really, really scruffy beard. And then a caller called him later. It was like, or LASIK, like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Or laser oh, hair removal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. So, so, so he had a beard. She had very sensitive skin. Every time they kissed, she got like full on scabby face. Mm. And uh, Dan's advice was, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe get into full latex sex masks.
2: (laughs) I loved it. And he knew it was
0: garbage. He did know it was garbage. It was, but that was, yeah, that was a surprise. Well, Uh, the thing you don't know about Dan Savage is he
1: buys a lot of stock in weird sex mask companies. So he's trying to, (laughs) he's just trying to shift some units, man. It's oh, not, it's not bad,
2: and for talking I, so openly about anal sex, and I think that he has been a huge proponent in this like um, kind of heyday of butts that we're in right now of butt <laughs> licking and kissing and loving on and you know pegging. Yeah. Like Dan Savage has definitely helped move that butt boat forward, and I really appreciate that. Get on the butt Kept train, the butt
0: boat floating, butt
2: train, <laughs> butt train, butt stuff.
0: I don't think you can. Do... <laughs> It's the butt-stuff, butt-boat, butt-train. It's a a ferry boat of trains going into a butt. Anyway, my minor compliment is – oh, actually, so I was listening to them in reverse order. So I listened to the most recent and then the one before and the one before. And what you just mentioned, Caitlin, was that a future caller gave advice to the previous callers. And that game is much weirder when you go backwards. (laughs) So there was one caller responding to an earlier caller who was like, what you should do is go to a hotel – pretend that you're a person administering a drug test watch him pee and then fuck in the hotel oh yeah that makes and i was like i don't know what that question was but that's an awesome answer <laughs> whatever somebody asked that is a fun game uh but and then it turned out the actual question when i got to it i was like it was a guy who administers drug tests and or he has to like watch people pee and he saw the first time in his job history he saw a penis that was just the most beautiful that he had seen at work found the guy on grinder immediately afterwards yeah. and they hooked up and they had a great time. But the guy was like, I'd like to hook up in the P room next time. And he didn't want to, cause he valued his job, man, there's so many intricacies to that question. And I loved it, yeah. but it makes way more sense now that someone was like just pretend to do your job in a hotel room as opposed to the idea like if the question was like my husband and i have been having some some issues we're not really communicating very well anymore what do we do and then the caller was like well what you got to do is go to a hotel pretend it's a drug test and then watch him pee in a cup that would be terrible advice for other situations come back to me is Alex. Gone?
2: yeah i can't hear anything. oh me his- neither oh All right do, does that mean that we just get to close out the podcast?
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, Mike. about it, uh
2: <laughs> And Anthony, your minor compliment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? I, I, I guess I had two, but something I have been thinking of uh, just in general. I respect someone who has a podcast that just opens with just talking for a few minutes every week or every episode. I love that. That's yeah. so much, especially when you look at how, much and how long he's been doing this, and it is a lot of topical stuff, but that is so much content to generate over the course of your show. It really it is impressive. really
2: is. The one that I listened to, I don't know if you listened to, it It was like three episodes back, and there was just so much in the news that instead of like writing a rant, he just went through and like did micro takedowns of like 20 different news stories. And then his shtick was like, oh, I didn't even write a rant. We're like, yeah, you just did like an entire daily show. You know what I mean? Like just (laughs) take down off the top. It was like really impressive. Have you been listening to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger? Because he does – that's the whole podcast. He just talks for like 35 minutes. It's pretty cute.
3: I'll have to check it out.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Is this just me and you
3: now? Oh, I'm here too. Uh, oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Uh, I guess can I, I'll give my minor compliment, which is yeah. that uh, this has never happened on Dan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Anthony you've done this podcast a million times What's the last yeah. thing
1: that he does uh, We thank everyone for being on the show After we uh, all give a Last minor compliment
4: And okay.
1: uh, yeah that's it Tell everyone thanks for coming on the show And uh, we'll see you next week or here, okay. Talk to you you're, next week I guess
3: some, Someone will
1: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> It you're will probably be Alex and I And some other guests um, we just
2: record a lot of Footage of us just saying you're welcome Where he has to thank us a lot
1: yeah, I mean, I, I want to just just give him a bunch of content and have him try to, like, splice Reverse it all together. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome,
3: you're welcome. Oh, my God, you're welcome.
1: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's been a real honor being here with you all. I, I appreciated this.
3: The same.
2: Mike, what are your tickets? Uh, oh,
3: right, yeah. Uh, I mean, Thunder it's bunk, bunk Bar on Thursday in Portland, Capital City Theater, uh the night before wednesday uh this is november 8th and then 9th and then the 10th in bend oregon at i think a place called the sevens nightclub something like yeah that.
2: we've been there it's it's pretty cute and nice um thank you i thinking of the right one
3: you did a great job That'd do you tough. have any anything to plug
2: thanks i'm actually going to be on the savage love cast on the 21st of december so I'm really amazing
3: <laughs> that's amazing <laughs>
2: I know. Um, I'm coming through on Thursday. I'll see you on Thursday then. I'm really excited.
3: Oh, great. Me too. Oh, great. Yay. Well, we did it. Anthony. The podcast. Yeah. What do you Anthony? have?
1: This has been fun. I'll, everyone send your thing over to Alex and he'll figure it out, I imagine.
3: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Bye forever. Go.